Chapter Thirty One of Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book One by François Rabelais, translated by Sir Thomas Urquhart. Chapter 31 The Speech Made by Gallet to Picrochole There cannot arise among men a juster cause of grief than when they receive hurt and damage, where they may justly expect for favour and goodwill and not without cause though without reason have many after they had fallen into such a calamitous accident esteemed this indignity less supportable than the loss of their own lives in such sort that if they had not been able by force of arms nor any other means by reach of wit or subtlety to stop them in their course and restrain their fury they have fallen into desperation and utterly deprived themselves of this light it is therefore no wonder if king grangousier my master be full of high displeasure and much disquieted in mind upon thy outrageous and hostile coming but truly it would be a marvel if he were not sensible of and moved with the incomparable abuses and injuries perpetrated by thee and thine upon those of his country towards whom there hath been no example of inhumanity omitted which in itself is to him so grievous for the cordial affection wherewith he hath always cherished his subjects that more it cannot be to any mortal man yet in this above human apprehension is it to him the more grievous that these wrongs and sad offences have been committed by thee and thine who time out of mind from all antiquity thou and thy predecessors have been in a continual league and amity with him and all his ancestors which even until this time you have as sacred together inviolably preserved kept and entertained so well that not he and his only but the very barbarous nations of the poitevins bretons manceaux and those that dwell beyond the isles of the canaries and that of isabella have thought it as easy to pull down the firmament and to set up the depths above the clouds as to make a breach in your alliance and have been so afraid of it in their enterprises that they have never dared to provoke incense or endamage the one for fear of the other 
nay which is more this sacred league hath so filled the world that there are few nations at this day inhabiting throughout all the continents and isles of the ocean who have not ambitiously aspired to be received into it upon your own covenants and conditions holding your joint confederacy in as high esteem as their own territories and dominions in such sort that from the memory of man there hath not been either prince or league so wild and proud that durst have offered to invade i say not your countries but not so much as those of your confederates and if by rash and heady counsel they have attempted any new design against them as soon as they heard the name and title of your alliance they have suddenly desisted from their enterprises what rage and madness therefore doth now incite thee all old alliance infringed all amity trod under foot and all right violated thus in a hostile manner to invade his country without having been by him or his in anything prejudiced wronged or provoked where is faith where is law where is reason where is humanity where is the fear of god dost thou think that these atrocious abuses are hidden from the eternal spirit and the supreme god who is the just rewarder of all our undertakings if thou so think thou deceivest thyself for all things shall come to pass as in his incomprehensible judgment he hath appointed is it thy fatal destiny or influences of the stars that would put an end to thy so long enjoyed ease and rest for that all things have their end and period so as that when they are come to the superlative point of their greatest height they are in a trice tumbled down again as not being able to abide long in that state this is the conclusion and end of those who cannot by reason and temperance moderate their fortunes and prosperities but if it be predestinated that thy happiness and ease must now come to an end must it needs be by wronging my king him by whom thou wert established if thy house must come to ruin should it therefore in its fall crush the heels of him that set it up the matter is so unreasonable and so dissonant from common sense that hardly can it be conceived by human understanding and altogether incredible unto strangers 
till by the certain and undoubted effects thereof it be made apparent that nothing is either sacred or holy to those who having emancipated themselves from god and reason do merely follow the perverse affections of their own depraved nature if any wrong had been done by us to thy subjects and dominions if we had favoured thy ill-willers if we had not assisted thee in thy need if thy name and reputation had been wounded by us or to speak more truly if the calumniating spirit tempting to induce thee to evil had by false illusions and deceitful fantasies put into thy conceit the impression of a thought that we had done unto thee anything unworthy of our ancient correspondence and friendship thou oughtest first to have inquired out the truth and afterwards by a seasonable warning to admonish us thereof and we should have so satisfied thee according to thine own heart's desire that thou shouldst have had occasion to be contented but o oh, eternal god what is thy enterprise wouldst thou like a perfidious tyrant thus spoil and lay waste my master's kingdom hast thou found him so silly and blockish that he would not or so destitute of men and money of counsel and skill in military discipline that he cannot withstand thy unjust invasion march hence presently and to-morrow some time of the day retreat unto thine own country without doing any kind of violence or disorderly act by the way and pay withal a thousand besons of gold which in english money amounteth to five thousand pounds for reparation of the damages thou hast done in this country half thou shalt pay to-morrow and the other half at the ides of may next coming leaving with us in the meantime for hostages the dukes of turnbank low buttock and small trash together with the prince of itches and viscount of snatchbit tournemoule pas de fesse menuaille gratelle morpiaille end of chapter thirty one recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey